good morning. Today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas Shoshana Pesa Bas Yoel. And yeah, today's daf is daf Lamed Aleph. We're going to go from the beginning of the new perek on Lamed Amud Beis 30b, the new perek. So it says, the Mishnah says, You should only start to daven from humility. Generally we say Kovid Rosh means uh, seriousness, but here Rashi translates it as uh, humility. Um, yeah. The Chassidim HaRishonim used to wait a whole hour before they daven, so that they can direct their heart to their Father in Heaven. And even if a king greets you, you're not allowed to respond to him. And even if there's a snake wrapped around your ankles, you're not allowed to interrupt the Amida. Again, this is the Shmon Esrei, the strictest thing. Just two points. Um, well, interesting. Often the Gemara says, and it means a moment. Here, Rabbeinu Yonah proves when we say, that these Hasidim, these early past people used to daven, an hour, they li- literally means an hour. They would sit and contemplate, maybe say psukei de zimra, things like that, to get their mind ready to daven, to connect to Hashem. Um, and that's, uh, that's quite amazing, a whole hour. Um, and then he says, what does it mean in order to... So Rabbi Yonah says, So that their heart is full and complete with... The, I guess the dedication to serving Hashem. And they uh, remove from their heart all the physical benefit of this world, and enjoyment, all physical enjoyment and benefit from this world. They purify their heart from the confusion of this world. And they direct their thoughts to the exaltedness of Hashem. And that to make their tefillah more accepted. So well, that's quite an amazing thing to aspire to when we're davening. That kavana, we, there's, there's a dimension that we've got to try to remove all, uh, all our physical motivations for doing things and focus on our voidus Hashem, on our dedication to Hashem. Okay, carrying on with the Gemara, it says, Minoani Midi, what's the source that you must daven from ko- with Koyved Rosh, with humility? Um, to com- complete dedication to Hashem. So Omar Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Lazar says the Omar Pro from the following pasuk. Vehim maras nefesh, Chana was, she davened with the bitterness of her soul. I'll leave Chana for a bit later where we're going to discuss her tefillah in detail. But she davened from bitterness. Maybe the reason Chana davened with Koved Rosh, with the bitterness in her soul, was because that was the state she was in. She was... Uh, she was uh, childish, she was barren, and she was desperate for children. Rabbi says this from the following. He says, David Amele says, I come in your great kindness and I bow before you in in fear of you. So he says, in fear of you. He says, who says that? That's the halachic Maybe David is different because he would... Uh, put in extra effort when he was davening. So, and uh, the, the commentaries point out, va'ani, and that's what David says, and I. So specifically, David saying, me, this is how I would daven, but David uh, didn't follow that law, he went beyond the requirement. So he says, no, Elam Rebishur ben Levi mehocho, shtachavu lo bahadras kodesh, I bow down to you, to Hashem. He says, I'll take read bahadras, elam bahadras, don't read it as 
splinter, read it as or. Don't read it as hadar. Read it as ched charad. Interesting, we do find a few drushes where they switch a hay and a ches to read the word slightly differently. It says, Maybe it means literally splendor. What's that? Rav Yehuda used to dress very smart and then he would daven. So maybe that's what it says. Daven with hadras. It doesn't mean daven with ohot. It means daven in a distinguished way. It says, Serve Hashem with awe and rejoicing with trepidation. My vigilu berado. What does it mean? Rejoice with uh, trembling. With so Omer Rabbah Bar Masno Omer Rabbah B'Mokom Gila Shomtei Berado. Where there is this enjoyment, there must still be awe. It must be tempered with awe and uh, trepidation of Hashem. What does it mean where there is Gila? What this enjoyment? So the commentaries explain. Um, uh, there are certain times where there should be joy when you're doing mitzvahs, when you're learning Torah, etc. But it should still be tempered. You mustn't get carried away in that. And we'll see more on that. Omar Abaye, Yosef Kaime de Sorry. Abaye, Yosef Kaime de Abaye was sitting before Rabba. Chazir Dahavi Kobod Chotuva. Rabba saw he was uh, excessively happy. So Omar, the Gilu Birodoxiv. The Possuk says, Your rejoicing must be tempered with the. Uh, or of Hashem. So I'm wearing tefillin. Very interesting. I, I meant to actually bring it, but I forgot. The Rambam basically says that when one is wearing tefillin, they actually have an effect of making him more humble, more serious, more dedicated to Hashem. The, the, ho- the great holiness of tefillin, they have an effect on a person. Therefore, that's what Abai was saying. Don't think I'm too, going excessively uh, overboard with my simcha. I'm wearing tefillin. Impossible. That's one chat. Another chat is a buyer had uh, stomach issues. So for many, for a long time, he couldn't actually wear tefillin. You're not allowed to wear tefillin if you if you have stomach issues. Um, and a buyer couldn't wear tefillin. And finally, he got the opportunity to do the mitzvah. So he was very happy, and that's what he was telling. A very similar story. When Rabbi Yirmi was sitting for Rabbi Zaira, he saw he was extra happy. It is beneficial to have sorrow or to have to uh, be a little bit down. So Amalei Anatvilin Mancha Rebbe says I'm wearing tefillin. Same also. Very interesting. Again, that we had a Gomorrah, I think it was in Nida, where Rebbe Yirmiya used to try get Rebbe Zaira to laugh. Rebbe Zaira was a very serious uh, Rosh Hashiva, and Rebbe Yirmiya used to try get him to laugh. But here Rebbe Yirmiya says I'm not excessively happy. I'm wearing my tefillin. It can't be. But uh, interesting exchange there. Rabbi Zaira says, It's good to be a little bit uh, down. Now, once we've started discussing Simcha and that it should be uh, curtailed, we add on to that. Ravina was having the wedding for his son. He saw the rabbis were too happy, too light-headed. He brought a special cup that was worth 400 zuz. That is an extremely expensive cup. And he broke it before them. And they sobered up. They uh, went a bit serious. Similar story with Ravashi. It was at the wedding of his son. He saw everyone was getting a bit too happy, too carried away with the simcha aspect of it. And he broke a valuable glass before them. And they got serious. Um, one of the questions that the commentary asked, isn't it about Tashkis, to take something so valuable and just break it? 
So they answer, no, it serves an important purpose here. It's, mus- it's a musar, it's to get everyone to serve Hashem better. So therefore, it's, what greater use could you put a cup to besides service of Hashem? So it's not baltashkis. The general rule for baltashkis means wasting. The general rule for that is if it's not serving a per, if your destruction is not constructive. But here the destruction was very constructive. It was to uh, temper their joy. Yeah, so interesting enough, Tosos bring it to the top Tosos of the place. He says, This is where the minag to break glass comes for at a wedding. He says, From this to uh, remind us that we mustn't get carried away with the joy. I mean, obviously, you know, the famous Ramor, he brings the reason is to remember the Beis Amigdash. But Tosos here bring the reason is so that we don't get carried, we remember not to get carried away in joy. There are the droshes of the comparison between glass and a person. Um, Glass and people are both made from sand. And glass and people, they can break, people can sin, but you can uh, remelt the glass and reform uh, it so to a person can do tshuva and uh, many other similarities they bring. Um, the Rabbonin said to Ravamnuna Zutra at the wedding of Marbre Ravina, sing us a song. So Omar Lehu, he said to them, Vailon de Misonon, Vailon de Misonon. He sang a song saying, Woe to us that we die, woe to us that we die. Not the song you, they were hoping for at a wedding. So Omar Lehu, Nani Basrech, what can we even respond to you? So Omar Lehu, Hai Torah, Bahai Mitzvahs, the Magadnu Olon. What about the Torah, what about the Mitzvahs that protect us? So on the surface, what he's saying, he's saying, Remember the day of death, remember the day of death. Not a very wedding orientated song by the sounds of it. And then he says, Well, you just ruined it. What's more to say to that? So he says, You remember the day of death if there's no Torah and mitzvahs. You think the day of death is bad? Can you imagine the day of death without Torah and mitzvahs? Um, but the Marat Chaim gives a beautiful explanation. He says, It's not that depressing. What he's saying is that at the root of a wedding, at the root of the simp of a wedding, which you're right, does temper it a little, but it creates the beauty and the value of a wedding, is that. People are mortal, and a large part of the of the wedding is to uh, perpetuate your memory, perpetuate yourself, and it's, and that's at the root of a wedding, and that's what he was reminding them of that uh, death is bad, but it has its positives, and uh, a wedding, the simcha of a wedding, is built on that idea. Okay, obviously more to go into. It's forbidden for a person to fill his mouth. With the, uh, with the uh, schoik, jo- uh, joking around, etc. In this world, Then we will fill our mouths with um, enjoyment, uh, with uh, joking and song and happiness. And Mosai, when is this? This is when the nations will say, "Great is Hashem who does all of this." I, in the future, when even the nations will praise Hashem, that's when we can fill our mouths with joy. And Reish Lakish, from the day he heard this teaching from Rabbi Yochan and his Rebbe, he, he never filled his mouth with uh, laughter. Look, obviously we have other teachings that say, if there's Hashem B'Simcha, you have to serve Hashem with joy. We're going to see now the ideal way to daven is from Simcha Shel Mitzvah, etc. So obviously this is to live, I guess, let's, let's quote the famous Rambam, live a balanced life. Can't get caught up. You can't. Always, you can't always be joking. You can't always be happy. You mustn't be excessively happy. But I think for us, one of the hardest things is serving Hashem b'simcha. 
We, we, we are often besimcha, but how often does it tie in with our, with our serving Hashem and doing mincha, uh, mitzvahs? So that's something to consider very carefully. An important aspect of serving Hashem is, enjoy, is the enjoyment, excitement, the happiness that you, can, that you have when you can serve uh, when you can do mitzvahs. You shouldn't daven from um, a, ju- a, a judgment or from halacha, rather from a clear cut sack. If you daven after getting involved in halacha, trying to work out what's halacha, whatever, your mind's too distracted, it's trying to work what's the questions on this din, what should it be, etc. And it's too uh, distracting and therefore. You shouldn't have on that. What's halacha psuka? Straightforward halacha. We're going to give three examples. Like the teacher of Blood, they keep seven akim. Remember from last Masechta, and I hope we get to do it again together in a few years' time. But uh, we learned in Nida that the if a woman sees dam the first time, then she becomes a Nida, and that's for seven days regardless. The next 11 days is what we call um, Yamei uh, Ziva, the days of being a uh, uh, Zab. If she sees blood three days in a row, then she has to keep seven clean days. At some stage, the woman took upon themselves, and Rabbi Zaira says, this becomes halacha, that even if they see blood once, not they'll keep the Abaynida and be Tomei just for seven days, they'll require seven clean days, like a Zaba. So it's a very big Chumrah, um, but that's halacha psukah, it's straightforward psak halacha, you can't argue on that at all. Um, a second example of halacha psukah, Omar Abayi ki hoda Rabbi Zaira, sorry, that's just right, Rava Omar ki hoda Rabbi like the teaching of Rashaya, the Amr Aboshaya, Ma'orim Odom al a person can do a trick with his grain, Umachniso Bamot Shelo, enter it with the chastel on it, Kadesh Tay Behemta Achelis of Turus Minamaisa, that his animals can eat it and it can be exempt from master. We know that a Jew has to, from his harvest, he has one of the, he has to separate Trumas and Masters. He only becomes Chayav in Trumas and Masters when two requirements are met. One is that it's, um, that he's done Meruach, he's done a certain degree of processing the grain till he smoothed out the pile. And the second requirement is that it's seen the face of his house, that he's brought it into his house. Then it's Chav in Maser. Till it's Chav in Maser, Doraisi can still get benefit from it before he separated the Masros. However, once it's Chav in Maser, and the rabbis say even before it's Chav in Maser, he can't get, uh, well, once it's Chav in Maser, then he can't get benefit from it until he separated it. Here, the, the halacha is, if you want to be able to feed it to your animals and stuff, then do a trick. Bring it in while it's still uh, enclosed in its chaff. You haven't done the first stage of Meriach, and then you're not yet Chavin Master, so you can feed it to your animals. You're allowed to do that uh, trick. And a third example of Aloha Psukah, If someone blood lets the animal sick, and they need to do refu, they need to draw some blood, that blood is Osrbano and Moalim, and you transgress Meila. The Novelty of this is we always say there's no me'ilon dam. But what do we mean there's no me'ilon dam? So this is by korbonos. Korbonos, you're not allowed to misappropriate, you're not allowed to use for any other purpose besides the korban. So once you've shechted the animal and sprinkled the blood on the mizbech, then any of that blood, there's no me'ilah because you've done its mitzvah. But blood before, like if you bloodlet the animal, well then that blood is considered part of the kodshim and it would be osur bahano. The Gemara says, Rabbonon of the Kamanizin Rabashi of the 
Kabraiser. Rabbonin practice like the Mishnah, I, they would daven to make sure to daven mito koved rosh. And Ravashi like the Braiser from Halacha Psuka. Tos is very interesting. Says, what do they? What does it mean they would do like the mitzvah? Says lochain ein mispalelim, and he says vakavaisu kaimelon. This is how we paskin. Says lochain ein mispalelim mitok kalus rosh. You shouldn't daven from a lightheaded v'schok and joking. Elamitok koved rosh only from uh, humility. V'simcha shel mitzvah and the enjoyment of a mitzvah. Kagotcha oisek b'divrei Torah, like learning a little bit of Torah before davening. And then he says very for us. Lochain nogu loyme psukei the zimra v'ashrei koydim tefila, and therefore we have the minak to say psukei the zimra and ashrei before tefila. Because that's a great mitzvah of praising Hashem. It's got Tehillim, so it's learning Torah as well. And that should put us in the right frame of mind to go and daven to Hashem. We're going to elaborate on this concept now. A person shouldn't start davening from depression or laziness, nor from... Uh, Laughing or chatting or uh, lightheadedness, follow me to Dvarim Batalim or Adol Chatter, Elamitok, Simcha Shel Mitzvah, rather you should daven from Simcha Shel Mitzvah. Now we're going to extend it. So that's how you should daven. He says, and similarly, you shouldn't depart from your friend. So the Gro adds in Simcha Shel Mitzvah. And var halacha. Shechayin motzinu benevim harishonin sesam duterim bedivrei shvach sheva v'tan chumim. You should always part from your friends with a Torah discussion, and that's uh, um, and we see that by the nevim rishonim as well as harsh as harsh as the sorry the nevim yeah as harsh as then rebuke was they always end off on a positive note. Um, and they always end off in a good way. Lechayin tana mori breder of puna breder of. The way that you should always part from a friend with the word of a, with a discussion in halacha, we're going to see that it seems to me a meaningful, possibly Torah discussion, because from it he will remember you. Um, interesting. How does this make him remember you? Okay, but that's uh, that's a uh, that's uh, for that. Rav Kahana was accompanying Rav Simi Barashi from Tum Nahara to Tsinusa de Bavel, two places. So um, sorry. It's certain what people say. These palm trees be found in Babel. They exist from the time of Odomarishan till now. It Kharton Milsi says, Oh, you've just reminded me on the one teaching the Rebiosi Bribihanina, the Om Rebiosi Bribihanina. My deceive, what does the apostle mean when it says, Be'eretz Asher Lovo Boish Lo Yoshav Odom Shom? In a land where no man has passed, no man has sit. If no one's ever been there, how could anyone ever sit there? Again, this apostle sounds a bit strange. It says, In the land where no one's walked through, no one has sat. Obviously, no one sat if no one's ever been there. It says, No, it's coming to teach you. Call Eretz She Gozar Oleo Odomarishon Le Yishuv Nisyashvo. Any land where Odomarishon says that's where people settle is settled. And anywhere where Odomarishon didn't say that that should be settled, no one ever settled there. So Yishuv here doesn't mean sat, it means settled, uh, populated. And those are the areas that ties back to creation, to Adam Arishan, determining where people would be 
comfortable, etc. Um, so that's where we see they left off in meaningful words and they came up, he reminded him of this interesting idea and that way he remembered his friends better. So this is Rav Mordechai Yilivel Rav Simi Barashi Mehagrunya Va'ad Bei Kifi Va'omri Lo Ad Bei Dura Rav Mordechai accompanied Rav Simi Barashi from Hargunya to one of two places. Um, now the go- interesting enough, it doesn't say anything that they said. Just says he accompanied him from place A to place B. Previous one, you showed us a lesson from him accompanying. So maybe the lesson here is you've got to work out the scenario, whether it's time to bring up a drosha, time to bring up an interesting halacha, interesting you learned, or sometimes it's not the right time. The guy's rushing off to a meeting, you're like, wait, let me just tell you a drosha. And tongue-in-cheek, I heard that someone said, uh, we, you're reading this uh, uh, the sugya the wrong way around. This is all if you, we're discussing now, you want to make a meaningful uh, relationship for your friend, you want him to remember. Just, so you can always pick up, I guess, next time you can say, you know, remember that what we were discussing, I heard an interesting dimension to it or something. Good way to build your bond with your friends. He's saying, no, if you want someone to leave you, start discussing uh, halacha. And then, uh, then they'll leave very quickly. But then... Someone is davening must direct his heart to heaven. Prepare your heart and then you'll be able to hear. Um, Rabbeinu Yon explains this. You must try and understand the, the meaning of the words you say. Um, um, Rabbi Akiva, when he would daven with the community, he would daven quicker. He wouldn't skip anything, but he would daven quicker, maybe leave out some of the extra supplications at the end, because he didn't want to bother the community excessively. Everyone, obviously, we know the halach, you have to wait for the Rav to finish davening before you can start uh, davening. But the Rav should also be a little bit considerate and not take too long. On the other hand, he also has to take a little bit longer, so you see how to daven uh, properly. But uh, so he's got to get the balance. Um, when Rabbi Akiva would be davening by himself, he would start in one corner and we would notice, he would realize at the end of his Amida, he would be in the opposite side of the room. Because of all his bowing to Hashem. Um, so he, he would get so caught up in bowing to Hashem um, that he would actually end up moving along in his Amida, he wouldn't realize. Tosos asks, we see later on that you're not allowed to bow whenever you want. There are four times in Amida you bow, and the other times you're not allowed to bow. So he gives two possible answers. You are allowed to bow in the middle of brachas, or also it could be at the end of the Amida, we know, like where we say, Elokainetzor, after you said, Yehil Ratzonim Reifi Vehegjan Nibilofanecha, at the end of Sim Shalom, then Elokainetzor, you could say your own fillers, and you could bow if you wanted. Um, but I think the Mala here is we see how caught up Rabbi Akiva would be in his Amida that he wouldn't even notice that he was slowly moving along the room. So a person should always dive in a house that has windows. Dani, yeah, I should mention before we go into this, Joshua. We learn a lot of, we learn a few halachas of Tefillah from Daniel. Interesting enough, why did Daniel, why was Daniel, Daniel thrown into the lion's den? Because the king Darius had made a rule that no one's allowed to daven except to him. And Daniel was like, not a chance, I'm still davening to Hashem. And that's why he got thrown into the lion's den. And we learn a few halachas, as we're going to see, we're going to learn some halachas of So David says, He had windows open, so you should always daven in a place where there's windows. The Rashash asks, he says, what do you mean? 
my shul doesn't have windows. There's so many shuls in this town, in this uh, area. I think it was from Litter that don't have windows. So someone who'd be medayt that maybe it says bias in a house. But many do learn that a shul should have windows, as we heard from Rav Glicksberg. The Zohar brings a shul should actually have twelve windows. Pardon. Yeah, one corresponding to each of the tribes. You might think that a person can daven the whole day, or when everyone's... We already learned from Daniel that you should only daven three times. Again, this would be... Remember, we learned earlier, you can't just look for it. You can't just daven whenever you want. You have to have a reason to daven. Obviously, there are three times of the day that you daven... When we say the Amida, but more than that, you can't have any of this. Oh, maybe he only started dumbling three times a day when he came into exile. I used to do previously. So he always used to dumb three times a day. You might think you can dumb in facing any direction. Again, there's all that posture from Daniel. He would face dumb in Yerushalayim. Maybe you could dumb in all three tefillas at once. I, you know, it's going to be a hectic day. Let me dumb in Shachris, Mincha, and Mariv now. And, li- and I'll do it later. He says, no. He says, We know from David Evening, morning, and afternoon. Right? So you break up your tefillah into the three times of the day. So maybe you would think that when you daven, you can daven aloud. You can daven loudly, which as we said earlier in the Masech, it's a little bit of a lack of a Buddha that I need to speak loudly to Hashem. Um, yeah, other Joshes. Now, this we're going to learn, I think as most of the rest, basically the rest of the daf is going to be, halachas we learn from Chana's tefillah. Chana was married to Elkanah, she was, uh, she was barren. Her co-wife Penina had many children and actually used to tease her about it, debate how she could do that, why she did etc. but she used to tease Chana about it. So Chana was very bitter and she davened this time they went up to the Mishkan which was in Shiloh at that time and she davened to Hashem um, that's what we saw earlier at the beginning just after the Mishnah Mitoicha Vehimaras Nefesh from bitterness she davened to Hashem and she was granted a son who was Hannah's famous son Shmuel Hanovi um, she was, her tefillah was answered and then after that when she she dedicated Shmuel to Hashem she said she's going to place him in the base medrash by Eli the Kohen the God of Latour, and he'll sit and learn and dedicate his life to Hashem and as we know he became the leader of the Jewish one of our most uh, outstanding leaders um, and prophets now she also also when she brought him to the base medrash when he was about two years old it's also then she said another tefillah to Hashem. So from these two tefillahs, we're going to learn a whole lot of halachas from, um, from her tefillah. So, it says, you might think that you should daven loudly. So it says, we already know from Chana, it says, her voice was not heard. Oh, yeah, yeah we're going to see the, it would be nice to read through this parasha, we just don't have time um, read about her tefillah. But she, um, yeah, she davened in what was a very strange way. She actually will see. She davened silently. She was crying. She looked drunk. You know, she was in a, in a slightly odd way. And we learn all these halachas. He says, she, Eli couldn't, Eli Akohen, who was watching her, couldn't hear her voice. You might think that a person at first ask his request and then praise Hashem. It's already explained by Shlomo. To listen to the Rina and the Tfila. 
Rina is praise to Hashem, Tfila Zubakosha, and Tfila is referring to requests from Hashem. So you always praise Hashem first and then ask for what you want. You shouldn't say something after MS Vyatsiv. You might remember we spoke about the mile of MS Vyatsiv. It's Hashem's uh, redemption of B'nai Israel and it's connect and the mile of connecting goodness. Maybe it's an ideal place to insert some personal fillers. You're not allowed to. But after that middle, you can say as long as you want, you can daven. A person can ask for what he needs in Shomayat Tfila. If he wants to say an extra long Tfila, he should leave it for afterwards. That's an interesting aloha. That's what we, in each bracha, it's relevant to different aspects of our lives. And strictly speaking, if you want to add in and actually encourage it because it makes your Tfila personal, Add in things that you need. So business is a little bit tough at the moment. So in Borei Cholainu, which is connected to Parnosa, then add in a little personal tefillah for that. Um, someone's sick, we know that. They've added in a standard. You, if someone close to you is sick, you add in that standard. You can add in any tefillah you want in Shomaya tefillah. That's almost a generic Hashem. Here's our tefillah. So you can add in whatever you want. But if you want to elaborate in your personal tefillah, then you should actually say it after Sim Shalom, after the last Baruch of Damida. And there, as we see, you can elaborate as long as you want, speaking to Hashem. Omar Rav Amnuna, Kama Hilfusa Gavravse Ikelishmo Mahani Kroidachana. Look how many halachas we, important halachas we learn from Chana. As I just explained the story of Chana. Chana, him and Aberis Alibot says Chana was speaking to her heart. A person has to direct his heart. You can't just say words, you have to mean it. Only her lips were moving. You have to mouth the words. Very interesting. You might think you can just think the tefillah, think the amida. No, you have to mouth the words. Her voice was not heard. You're not allowed to raise your voice when you're davening. As we mentioned earlier, if it helps you daven, then you can daven aloud. But it seems you still shouldn't daven too loudly. Um, Eli thought she was drunk we see that someone who's drunk can't have because Eli wanted to stop her because she looked drunk oh, must be if you're drunk you can't have it says how long are you going to be drunk for we see from here that if you see your friend acting inappropriately you have to rebuke them um, Tosos asked, but we know that. It says in the Torah, you see someone doing something wrong, rebuke them. So, so Tosos, when he said this, this is a source for even if it's an Isudrabonon or an inappropriate behavior. It's not, not like they're necessarily going against the Torah, but you should still uh, try to get them on the right track. Tana responded, no, my master. So they make a Joshua on law Adoni and basically law Adon. You, you're not the master. You, you missed, you, you got it wrong. It says, Omar Ula, the Itamer, Bibichanino, Omar Law, Adon, Atta, you're not the master, but over there in this matter. Loach, Rocha, Kodesh, Sharelech, you missed, you didn't get Rocha, Kodesh, Atta, Hoshtani, but over there, you suspect me for being drunk. Because remember, she wasn't drunk. She was just davening very emotionally, really from her heart. This is what she said to him. There's no shechina and ruach hakodesh by you. She done to lachav tzchus that you judge me unfavorably. Below danti lachav choyve. Below danti lachav tzchus. You didn't judge me favorably. Me lo yadat. Don't you know the ishak kashal ruach hanoichi? 
I'm a very embittered woman. I'm davening like this not because I'm drunk. I'm davening like this because I'm very, I'm down, I'm depressed, I'm suffering, I'm, I'm struggling. Um, the Gros has a beautiful idea on this. Um, he says, what is it? She's highlighting to, to Eli that you didn't have Ruach HaKodesh and that's why you judged me wrong or you misread the scenario exactly. I mean, two different, slightly different versions. She says, what does she mean Ruach HaKodesh and you got, you got it wrong? So they bring the Urim Vatumim was, uh, you know the Urim Vatumim that was the breastplate that the Kohen God of War it had all special stones and under the stones it had the writing of uh, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov and I don't remember the rest of the Pesach but as a part of Nevoah certain letters would light up. So the letters that lit up when Eli was consulting what should I do about this woman who looks drunk in the courtyard came up as Chof Shin Reish and it could mean kosher, that's what it did mean, but Eli read it, you switch the letters around, shikur, drunk. So that's why he looked at the thing, and he misread the Ruach HaKodesh. I mean, we see an important here, often people hear things, they see things, and you think it's straight from Hashem, and you're misinterpreting it. If someone suspects you of doing something bad, you must tell them that you're not doing it, it's not bad what you're doing. Don't think of me as wicked. We see from the fact that Chana said, I'm not a Blial, I'm not a Rosha because I'm not, I'm not davening drunk. That someone who's davening drunk is like they say, It says, By the Irani Dachas, that's a city who serves idol worship. I think that's the context. You must take the Blial, you must remove the Bnei Blial, the evil people, from your midst. So someone who drank, Davin's drunk, is like they're serving Avodah Zorah. If you wrongly suspect your friend of something, you have to appease them. As he then, Eli then said, and Hashem should God grant your request. So if you, if you do someone wrong, you judge them unfavorably, you suspect them wrongly, you must, not only must you appease them for what you did, you also have to give them a bracha. Um, she took a vow and she said, Hashem if you fulfill my, if you fulfill this and give me a son, I will, uh, um, I'll dedicate him to Hashem. But she says, No one referred to Hashem as Lord of hosts, until Chana came along and did. You've created all these hosts. You've created the galaxies, the constellations, the whole universe, the whole world. You can't even give me one sun. That's what you're saying to Hashem. You can compare it to a human king. She also made a servant for all his uh, officials, his servant, a, a, a feast for all his servants. A poor person came and, all, and said to them, give me a little bit to eat. They didn't eat him. So he pushed his, forced his way into the king. From all these, this huge feast you're making, you can't even give me, can you not give me one small uh, thing? That's what Chana was saying to Hashem. You've made this whole universe. You can't give me a son. It's a tiny little thing I'm asking. Then she said, If you surely see, this is very interesting. Before we go into understanding this, Josh, the, the question is, why the double language? Hashem, if you surely see. Basically, Hashem, if you 
see what I'm asking, and you grant it good, if not, dot, dot, dot. So before we go in, what's the case of a sata? So that's a woman who husband warns, she, uh, she acts suspiciously around a certain man, so her husband warns her not to go into seclusion with that man. If she does go into seclusion with that man, then they take her to the base amygdash, they do a whole procedure, and they make her drink the may sata, special water of sota. And the pasuk says that if she drinks the water and she was innocent, she didn't commit a she didn't commit adultery, then she'll get a brocha. And that's a little bit what this plays with. So Amr Ibn Amr Khan if now Kosh Bohu. Khana said before Hashem says, Ribana Shalalam, Imro Omutab. If you see what I'm asking for and you grant it, good. The Imlav Tira Elecho, come see what I'm gonna do. The Istater Bifne El Kanabali, I'm gonna go into seclusion with a before I with another man instead of not my husband Elkanah. The kive de mistatranom mashkuli meisota. And once I'm in seclusion with another man, they're going to make me drink the meisota. The iato oisa torosko plaster, and you're not going to make your Torah into nonsense. Shenema, as it says there, vinikso vinizra zera. If the woman is innocent, she will have children. So Chana says, Hashem, I'm going to twist your arm. I'm going to I'm going to juke your system. I'm going to, you, you're going to not grant me a son, I'll become a soita, and then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll become a soita, and then I'll be innocent, because obviously I'm not going to commit adultery, I'm the pious khana, and you're going to have to grant me a son. And as we'll see shortly, when we go into the price a bit more, but that's not so good. And, and there's a weakness in that, that we're going to see Rabbi Akiva brings to the front, is that you have the Women who lack tzniyos are able to have children. And the tzniyim, the pious, modest, tzniyos woman who will never go into seclusion with another man, never get their husband uh, jealous or suspect, are going to be stuck without children. So like, that's a little bit of what she's highlighting to Hashem. So, this all fits very well according to the opinion that says if the woman was barren and she drinks the meisot and it turns out she's innocent, she'll be remembered and have children. Um, if she, the other version says no. If she had difficult childbirth, she'll have easy childbirth. Your letters chorim shchorim. If she, sorry, nekevas your letters zechorim shchorim your letters levanim. Sorry, your letters aruchim. If she had uh, female children, she'll have male children. If she had uh, children with dark complexion, she'll have children with light complexion. She, she had short children, she'll have tall children. I, she'll just have better children. Says, but nothing about that she will get children. So Michael Amemar, what's Chana saying? Now, we're just going to bring a proof that there's this machloikes, the Tanya, as we learned in a brysa. Nitkov in Israel's era, what does the possible mean when it says the soita will be innocent and she'll have children? If she was barren, she will have children. That's Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. If you say that, then you're going to have every single woman who can't have ch- children go into Yichud with another man so that they get to drink the Mesotah. Other problem we raise. She'll just have better children. Echod, if she had one child, you'll let her shnaim, she'll have two children, but, ma, but not that she will have, not that a barren person will have children. That's Rabbi Kiva's version. Mayim rati So, ah, oh, then what does it mean? The when Tzchana said, if you should surely see, Now the Torah speaks in the way that Adam, that a person speaks. That, uh, um, she, uh, the, the 
it's not, it's a double language saying, Hashem, please see my plight. But not that, Hashem, if you see and give me granted good, if not, I'll become a soit, etc. So it's not coming for that drosha according to Kiva. Then it carries on. It says, but now in, in the one pasuk she mentions Amosecho three times. It says, Amosecho, See the affliction of your maidservant. Don't forget your maidservant, and you're granted to your maid. And please give your maidservant. It says, Why does she repeat Amosos? What's it referring to? It says, There three things that when a woman's close in a dangerous position of death. Or that, that, sorry, there are three things that when a woman's in a difficult scenario, check whether she should die or not. And that is if she's careful with the following. Um, family purity, um, the separation of the dough from the bread for the kohanim, and candle lighting on Erev Shabbos. If I transgressed any of them, I, there's no reason to not grant me my request. What does Chana mean when she says you should grant me? Shouldn't she just grant me a son? What's this phrase, Zera Anoshim? So Omar Gavr Begovrin, I want a man amongst men. Shmuel Omar Zem Zera Shemoshuach Shnei Anoshim. I want Zera this a person who will anoint two men. Oman Inun, who's this? Shalva David. We know that this is it's almost prophetic that Shmuel would anoint the first two, the two kings of Bnei Shal Shal and David. I want a person who's equal a son who's equal to two men. Oman Inu Moshe Aaron. That's equal to two Moshe and Aaron. Shneimar says Moshe and Aaron, but I know Moshe and Aaron in the Kono Shmuel bekarish Shmuel Shmuel in his power to. Um, to call out to Hashem. We see that Shmuel's contrasted with both Moshe and Aaron. There's a dimension of Shmuel that he was equal to both of them. Verabon and Omri and the rabbis say, Zera Anoshim, Zera She Muchle Bein Anoshim. I want someone who's, so Muvle Bein Anoshim, I want a child who's absorbed with other men. Like, I want a regular child. Joseph, Avdimi, Omar, Lo Oritz, Velo Gutz, Velo Koton, Velo Ilem, Velo Tzocho, Velo Gichor, Velo Chochom, Velo Tipesh. I want a regular child. That's what she's davening for. Um, Rav Chaim Shulevitz wants to bring out, he said she was granted a regular child, but you see how much even a regular never think that it's only clever people, wealthy people, strong people, fit people that can achieve. Even regular people look what Shmuel achieved. Average. Isn't it? She says, I want... Well, yeah, so Rav Chaim Shulevitz wants to bring from you that a person has the ability... No matter what he's given to really rise above rise. Um, Later on, when again after she was granted a son and she was bringing Shmuel, she says, I'm the woman who was standing here with you. We see that by the fact she mentioned she was sitting, she was standing there, and Ailey, you were standing with me. We see that you must stand while davening. This is the boy I daven for. He says, what does she mean? This is the boy I daven for. I am not going to daven for another child. This is the child I daven for. So the Gomorrah learns from here, and this is what we're going to go into now, that Shmuel did something that Eli wanted to punish him for, and say, you know what, daven and get another son. We've got to deal with this son. Daven and get another son. He says, no, this is the son I daven for. I'm not davening for another son. So Omri Shmuel Shmuel transgressed Paskin and Aloha before his Rebbe, which is a serious avera, as we'll see, because it undermines the tradition if you prepare to issue ruling. He says, why? 
What happened? Shenem Avishchot is a par b'yuras anar el Eli. They shechted the bull and they brought the lad to Eli. Mishum do Yashto is a par b'yuras anar el Eli because they shechted the bull. They were now able to bring Shmuel to Eli. The Eli, the coin doesn't make sense. Elo Omar lohem Eli. Rather, what happened? Eli said to them, Koru kan laisi belishchot. Let's say here, the, um, he said, bring a kohen, kohen. And let him shech this bull as a korban. Chazinu shmul to have a mahadri basar koin mishchat. He saw they were looking around for a kohen to shech this korban. He says, "Omer lehu lama lekulio basar kohanim lemishchat." Why are you looking for kohanim to do the shechita? Shechita bezeg shaira. Any person can do the shechita. As we know, there are four main steps in the service of kohanim. And again, I hope we get to learn zvachem and menachos together in a good few years. But we learn there are four main steps. There's the shechita. Then there's the Kabbalah receiving the blood, Halacha, carrying the blood to the Mizbech, and there's Rika sprinkling the blood on the Mizbech. All the first section, Shechita, can be done by anyone. From Kabbalah onwards, as we'll see the Drosh now, has to be done by a Kohen. But they were looking for a Kohen to do Shechita. So, so Shmuel said to them, you don't need... Eli told them to look for a Kohen to do the Shechita. And Shmuel says, you don't need a Kohen to do the Shechita, just get a regular person to do the Shechita. So he's in Lukami, the Eli, they brought him for Eli, Omer Lehm, Where do you get... How do you know that anyone can do so? Omar coin. The positive doesn't say the coin will shech. The krivua coin. It says the coin will offer. It says from you only the coinim only have to be involved from kabbalah onwards receiving the blood. But we see there that a regular a non coin can do the shchita. So Omalei name a It says your drushes on very good. You've passed before your rebbe. Many times because Eli was the god of Ador, so you're not allowed to pass him before him. Anyone who passes before his rebbe is chayav misa. Chana came step forward and said, No, this is, I was standing with you and this is the son I daven for. So Eli says, Okay, leave the lad for me, I'll punish him and you'll have daven for another son. So Omrelei, Elanara says, Balati, no, this is the boy daven for, I don't want another one. But Chana, he made a beris al libo, Chana spoke to her heart, Omrelei, Omrelei, Al Iske libo, Omrelei, Omrelei, she spoke about what is by her heart. This is why, um, Everything you created in a woman, you created with good reason. And now I'm Leroy's eyes to see, was Nanishmo, ears to hear, Khoitem Lahariachpo, nose to smell with, Pele Lahariach, Pele Daber, mouth to speak with, your dime lysos, Bohem Melocha, hands to do work with, Veraglaim Lahalech, Bohem, feet to walk, walk with, Dadim Lahenik Bohem, and breast to nurse children with him, Dadim Alalush, and not Alibu, Lama, what did you? Why do I have breath on my heart? So Lord Lahenik Bohem, Taini Ben Vanik Bohem. Did you not give them to me to nurse a child? Please grant me a child and I will nurse them. So that's what that's a play on the words. I'll cause Khana Davindal Iske Liba on the matter by her heart. Which is again another pleading to Hashem, don't uh, let your creation go in vain. Um Again, and it can't be because we saw earlier that Hannah Davin with Kavana and those things. So it must be for a new teaching. Okay, and we'll leave it there for today and we'll carry on with the bottom yeah. tomorrow.